On this week's episode of A Slice of Golf, we are joined by a special guest. We talk about his journey to the world's greatest pub, his quest to the open, building his content business and playing golf with the pros. This show, as ever, is brought to you by myself, Chris Wright. Me, Tim Williams. Me, Ben Fowlis. And me, me bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. We are here for yet another episode of A Slice of Golf, and we have got a very special guest with us today. It is Mr. Peter Finch. Peter, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it, and uh, hoping we're going to have a good time with a good chat with you here. Yeah, no, thanks Thanks for having us, lads. I uh, appreciate the invitation. Where are we all coming in from, by the way? Sorry, sorry to automatically yeah, just sorry to dive in there. Sorry, okay, thanks. thanks. Who's asking Guys, I want to thank you for joining me uh, <laughs> on this podcast. Where, where are we all coming from? Tim, you go. Where are you? You're London. I'm South London. Ben? I'm in Surrey at uh, my parents at the moment. Hide, hiding from COVID. And I'm also in Surrey, just outside of Guildford. Oh, nice. oh cool. Awesome. Uh, we, where are you going? So, you know what? Sorry. I'm, I'm going to dive in and ask Ben. You can ask your questions later, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is about as well as I thought this could go to start with. <laughs> this is great. Um, I had I, we did have like a big intro that was going to make you sound absolutely amazing, and we thought, you know what, we could do that, or we could dive in with two very very important questions, which I think will set the tone for the rest of the show. Um, okay. So I'm going to hand over to Tim for the first. This um, you got to take these seriously, Pete. These are not to be uh, to be dismissed. Uh, Tim, I'm going to let you go first with your, your very important question. Yeah, these are quite soul-searching, deep-thinking questions. But, I mean, we did ask these to Jazzy Golfer when she was on, so don't feel too alarmed. But it's just kind of a chilled-up, get-to-know-you vibe. Um, yep. The first question, very, very important question. What is the best post-round meal? The best post-round meal? Oh, crikey. Um, just a burger like just a big fat dirty 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 burger wow. like cheese jalapenos on there like maybe two types of cheese actually thinking about it. <laughs> some sweet potato fries like with a barbecue dipping sauce as well yeah, as some really? ketchup and then like some like notional salad on the side notional salad. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's kind of where i'm at that, that that's just way way more thought and detail than i was expecting that answer i mean unfortunately it's, it is incorrect because the correct answer is actually a club sandwich um which you oh, and jazzy <laughs> both, both now got I, didn't, I didn't realize this was a quiz jazzy went with steak didn't she she was she was very posh right steak and that was what we <laughs> well, last, last time we last time we did some film with jazzy we were at forest of arden and it was like it was it was in between the the lockdowns, but they had like a reduced menu and stuff. And she was like proper kicking off because she couldn't get a steak. <laughs> literally, like they showed us into a restaurant, a part of the restaurant, which I'm sure like it wasn't meant to be open, just to, just to get her a steak. I've never I've never seen anything like it. She was on about like this was like at nine o'clock at night. She got the phone up. She was like, oh, no, we could go here to get steak. We could go here to get steak. It's like half hour drive away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just have a club sandwich. And she wasn't having any of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Unacceptable. Awesome. Unacceptable. Okay, 
that's the first question. Well answered. Good, good deck from that <laughs> one. Uh, the second question I'm going to hand over to Ben to ask you this one. Okay, so it's a bit of a regular feature on the pod, and we're going to put you on the spot. I want to know, would you rather finish second in the Open, losing to Rick Shields, or you shoot the course record at Augusta, but no one ever knows about it? Um, I, I'd, I'd probably go second at, second at the Open. Like, there's, I, I would, I would much rather people see me flame out than play an anonymous, an anonymous, an anonymous, an anonymous, an anonymous, an anonymous, an anonymous round. And the, and the fact is, if if I play at Augusta, the chances of nobody finding out, I I would say, are slim. <laughs> like, even if you took away every single social media I had, I'd resort to that that plane with the banner behind it. It's like book it out for a world tour. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I think it's a because you can't. Um, so no one's actually like from the social media fraternity. No one's actually been out there to like film. So Eric Anders Lang, who adventures in golf and all the rest of it, yeah. he got to play it on the Monday after the Masters because he went into the media ballot. Like, was there for the first year, went into it. But he couldn't film there, so he hired a um, a local photographer to come round and literally just he, – he took, like, 5,000 photos. Like yeah, just, he, he, he wasn't allowed to film, but there wasn't anything about, you know, just keeping you yeah. – what, what, like a bird, whatever. It's just like keeping the finger on. Them. It's just basically a stop motion, a stop motion film of his entire round. I think, which probably looks epic. That probably looks oh, amazing. Amazing. Imagine that <laughs> a flip, like a flip book. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a yellow pages, like flip book like that. Oh, I love it. Kid, I love it. The kids, the kids won't know what we're talking about. Yellow pages. <laughs> yeah, they won't. yeah, that's that's okay. I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm worried that Ben doesn't know what we're talking about. I'm honest with you. He's, he's in the younger generation, so uh, don't worry. We got it. <laughs> got the reference. That's, that's uh, so so, Pete. Right, you what are, is yellow pages? Yeah. <laughs> so we, I, if I'm honest, I struggle with how to introduce you. I was like, he's a pro. He's a coach. He's a creator. He's a YouTuber. He's an influencer. He is all of these things and my question to you is is there any one that you particularly kind of associate yourself with do you see yourself as all of those things and which is your like favorite bit to dive into Ooh, um i think the one i like the sound of the most would be a content creator nice mister um <laughs> but, but i it, it just sounds it sounds way too way too grandiose. I don't like I don't like influencer just because it it brings to mind like just someone like posing for a photo kind of you know in the middle of a jungle somewhere with the top off, you know, waterfall <laughs> cascading behind. You know, the type of situation I don't imagine my slightly chunky northern body would um <laughs> farewell in. But can I, can I just pause you there? Because it's funny you mentioned that because I found a picture that I think might work for the social media. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see this right now. But if otherwise, you'll have to see it on the teaser. That's what I picture when I picture influencer. Is that, is that about right? Is basically, that right? that's basically, yeah. That's it's a fantastic picture, by the way. Absolutely love this. Photoshop's not me. Uh, <laughs> I deny, deny all responsibility. Um, to, to be honest, I, I always... When I when I started making videos, I was just a golf coach. So that's I'm just a, a golf pro. That's basically 
what I consider myself as. I think anything else, I'll let just let other people, you know, say, call me what they want. As long as it's nice, I don't really care. Don't, don't bother, it, don't, it don't bother me. I'm not. I'm not got a business card, so I've, I've no need for a title. And and that's interesting. And and do you mind if we dive into a little bit about your you as a business? Is that okay to dive into to that world? Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you talk, you know, you say yes. I'm a golf coach. You're creating content. And how much have you transitioned from coaching? You know, coaching on the range, as it were, back a few years ago, through to now the main focus. What is the main focus right now? And where are you spending your time? Yeah. So the the main focus now is is purely on just making videos. Um, and well. Yeah, it's pretty much on making videos. This is the stuff which I'm I'm doing. So like uh, Quest for the Open stuff, trying to play a little bit myself, trying to make other types of content. But it's basically just just making videos in the in the smaller sense. So I don't do any coaching at the moment. Um, yeah. Last year, it, it was interesting, really, because from when I started making videos, I was doing basically five to six days coaching and then just trying to make videos around that. And over the space of five years, that went from basically five days coach, well, call it five days coaching, two days filming, to two days coaching, five days filming. And when obviously COVID kind of broke out, especially the way that I coach, I'm very <laughs> kind of hands-on, so I'm quite right. Um, <laughs> but, but like, if someone's not moving into a certain swing position that I want them to, I'll go over, I'll just, you know, I'll try and get them the sensation of what they're after. And really, it, it's just not, you know, for the foreseeable future, the chances of me actually being able to do that is going to be quite slim. Mm. So I thought I'd just, just for now, just say, you know what, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to wait till things are back to some kind of sense of normality and then get back to it. And to be honest, you know, I've I've found other things to other things to keep me busy. I've not been uh, I've not been stuck with things to do for cool. sure. And as you as you mentioned the quest for the open there, and we actually had a, a question from one of the people in the group, a guy called Josh. He, he wanted to know what was the what from doing that process from going through that. What was your biggest learning? Your biggest takeaway from that? Hmm. Um, golf golf's hard. Like golf is a <laughs> a hard hard game, um, and. I, it's, it's one of the things like when you when you actually turn pro when you're coaching or when you're when you're a club pro when you're a pga pro basically like you, you don't really play much like i'm sure you guys probably know some pros and you know or you know pros through friends who they're a club pro they're a coach and they'll play like once once twice a year and for me i i think that's a in in hindsight because I, I used to be like that as well i i just don't agree with that kind of model anymore because you lose connection like with the game you you forget you forget what it's about you know when I was coaching at Trafford I had people coming in and I, I used to get people like on a two to three week cycle so an hour lesson give it a couple of weeks come back move you forward blah, 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 blah. and people after a couple of weeks were coming back and they were they weren't really improving or their swing was looking better but their scores weren't getting better and it was reaching the point where I was just like I was thinking privately to myself you know, well, well, why aren't you getting better? Like, you swing's looking great. You know, you you seem to be working hard. You know, why are you not improving? You know, it's not that hard. And then, <laughs> and then I started playing comps again, and I was like, "Crap! Like, damn, this is hard. Like, 
it, I, you forget, like you just forget how hard golf is. And that's been the biggest, like one of the biggest learning curves for me is that, you know, the, to, to get to a certain level within golf, you need so much more time to practice and prepare and like go about it in a, in a completely different way. And that's hopefully something I'm going to be able to do a little bit, a little bit better this year. Fingers crossed. Pete, just touching upon that, the quest for the Open, is it still going ahead for this year? Because obviously we're not really too sure where we're at lockdown-wise. Are there still qualifier tournaments? Um, I think there will be. I mean, the Open, because it's the last major now, there's a little bit more time. Um, But the qualifying is probably going to take place in July. And I don't know, if, if that can't take place in July, then there's probably... There's probably more to be worried about yeah, in a sure. uh, in a in a general sense. I think I think from what from what I've heard, what I've seen, golf should be back in March, um, and you know probably long overdue to be honest. But if it comes back in March, then that would set the scene to be able to play in comps again, and then moving forward, hopefully open qualifying. But listen, it's it's all dependent on what happens. You know, if if it doesn't go ahead, it's it's for all the right reasons. Mm. For sure. Yeah. And, and just jumping back to the point around, if you like, the, the disconnect between being on the range and coaching and being out on the course, I mean, it might, it might be an impossible question. Is that, do you find that's down to any one particular thing? Is it kind of the, if you like, the, the thinking way around a course or being able to re, sort of react to things that happen in the middle of a, a round? I mean, what, in your opinion, is kind of where does that disconnect come from? So there's a, there's a huge there's a huge difference in golf between practicing and playing. So you can you can groove and you can work and you can train your golf swing and grinding a driving range definitely helps. You know you're going to be able to get into new positions. You're going to be able to feel the swing. You're going to be able to make these changes. The huge difference is once you get on the golf course, like that first tee shot, you're probably going to have a flat lie, but then depending on where you play, but then all of a sudden you've got like bunkers, you've got water, you've got trees, you've got all these different things, you've got the wind, you've got all these different conditions going ahead. So the chance of you being able to repeat that picture-perfect range swing on the golf course, that's not going to be there. And let's say you do hit a good shot down there or you're on the right side of the fairway, ball's below your feet, you're in a divot. What? Like, what, what do I do? Like, how do I how do I change? You know, what do I do? What? How do I adapt? So... The golf course is going to throw a thousand challenges at you that you just can't replicate on the golf course, uh, on the driving range. So having the ability to practice and play, you know, you, you've got to be able to do those two things. And certainly with with me from a coaching standpoint, how it used to be, just didn't have the time, like physically couldn't do everything. So, you know, it's it, <laughs> it it's a disconnect, but it's also a, it's the best word, it's, it's a disconnect, but it's also allowing yourself those bad rounds when you've not been not been practicing. Because that's something else that I, I forgot. Like I went back onto the golf course and thought, you know what? It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to play the best golf of my life. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Like you, and, you know, if, if you go if you go to a, a golf course and you play and you have 40 putts, like the worst putting performance of your life. And then start berating yourself. Tim, Tim, what's your average putts per round? Are we, are we got to be up there? Hey, listen. Well, it's an even number. Let's look at the um, 
it's you know you, the the thing you probably say to yourself is okay well you know I just had that terrible putting performance I'm really really annoyed but then you got to look at it and say well actually I've not practiced my putting for three months like yeah. like what what am I what am I expecting to happen yeah you know so that getting that disconnected having that realization that it's actually okay to play bad golf at times even though it does suck like yeah. and do you so having gone through that experience and and kind of reconnecting if you like with that and and understanding that do you feel that what you put into content and how you coach not that you're coaching at the moment but has that has that evolved as a result of that oh yeah definitely i mean it, one of the best things about the the quest for the open series is that i i made the commitment very early on that i wasn't going to be in charge of my own game so what i mean by that is i would go and see coaches who coach or think different things than I did. Nice. Now, what that allowed allow me to do is improve my own game, great, but the main point from that was I could take stuff that I've learned from lessons, combine that with the knowledge that I already had and come out the other end a better player, but also a better coach. You know, the stuff that I picked up from working with uh, Dan Whitaker, for example, on my swing, from Lee Sullivan putting, that I wouldn't have been able to figure out on my own. You know, it's... Yeah. If you if you go learn with like an expert in a field who's better than you, you you're going to become a better player, better 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 coach, or you know expand that to any field you want. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm all for finding the expert in a field and going and and working with them, whatever it is, whatever the industry. So that's that's huge. I know Ben and Tim will both be uh, fans of that approach as well. So I'm. Um, You've over the last few years. When when was it that you put out your first video? I was trying to scroll back through your YouTube and see it to that first video. How, how many years ago was it? Crap! Thank you. So <laughs> we're, we're talking a long time. You, you, in in that time, you put out a lot of content. You've grown a YouTube, the YouTube channel is over three hundred seventy five thousand subscribers right now. Instagram is blowing up 178,000. You're, you're even very active on Twitter, which I don't see a lot of, you know, there's more and more happening now, but 65 odd thousand on Twitter. Was there any kind of one moment where this kind of went from average to amazing or has it just been a steady grind over the course of the few years? And, and how's that journey been for you? Well, Chris, you uh, seem to forget 40,000 on uh, Facebook, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, sorry. Know. The 40,000 <laughs> I haven't gone for Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to let that slide uh, just this once. Updating update notes as we speak. <laughs> um, the, the, to be fair, the, the only reason I say that is because um, we've like doubled our Facebook over the past year as far as number of followers. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, and, and, and the only reason I want to kind of – that's not a – you know, look how amazing kind of we are because there's you know there's a lot more there's a lot more to be done on that, but it's more the it's more the focus like where where we're going to put it. So certainly over the past year, YouTube has very much been the focus. We think we've got a a decent formula as far as how we're working, the videos we're doing, and how we um, kind of deliver them. So now it's looking at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and saying what can we do differently on these platforms that we've not done before. So if I think about my Facebook, for example, the videos I put out on Facebook are just my YouTube videos, which I've just cut down and put on Facebook. Like it's not, it's not original pieces of content. Same on Instagram, same on Twitter. So that's really the the focus now is not just on YouTube, which is still at the end of the day, YouTube is still the one which I I, I gravitate more towards. Is always my first focus because that's that's kind of what I've grown this 
whole thing on. But it's taking those other other social channels now and actually trying to figure out what the best way forward with them are. You know, I want to be able to, I, I want you to be able to go to my Instagram, watch a video which is new, go to my Facebook, watch a video which is new, Twitter, you know, I'm not sure about videos on Twitter just yet. I need to figure that out. But then going on to YouTube as well, something that's new. That that That's the goal, if it's going to work out like that. I and kind of putting, like, original content or different content on each of them, if, if I understood that right. Yeah, 100%. Cause I, what I don't like, even though it's just our necessity at the moment, I don't like the fact that someone could be watching something on YouTube and then going onto my Facebook page and then the same video being there. Yeah. That doesn't... It doesn't quite sit sit right with me, but I've been we've been uploading old YouTube videos to Facebook just so we get a little bit of traction with the Facebook algorithms, and then hopefully, well, by Friday when I can get out of quarantine, I should be able to start making those videos. So, fingers crossed. Just Pete, just quickly there, you said a word a couple of times which which piqued my interest. You kept saying we. How many people mm-hmm. are in the team, and how does the Peter Finch? Um, brand of everything you know who's in that instead <laughs> of just yourself um have you seen the film glass no no it's on movies, it's about, it? no it's about someone with many split personalities <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're a friendly pete tonight but, uh, <laughs> but we're all delighted to be here um, <laughs> so at, in how was it feb it was basically the end of February uh, last year. Took on a, a videographer, editor, and a brand manager. Amazing. So first time I've ever kind of worked with. Well, had people work for me. Wow. Okay. And it was, I mean, it was the end of Feb in 2020. So you know, timing was excellent. <laughs> um, and it, it's been good actually because over over the first lockdown. You know, it, it probably taught it probably taught me a lot more about you know how to interact with people better. You know, I'm not. I, I <laughs> yeah, it it, it 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 taught me a lot about trying to manage people. I'm not good at managing myself, so actually managing other people was uh, was interesting. But like last year, we did we did really well, and this year it's just pushing on, pressing on, um, and then seeing if could maybe take someone else on as well potentially, but. I don't know. That's that's for a few a few months time. Don't wanna don't wanna rush it. Awesome. And I mean, you've obviously like you had a couple of what appear to be reasonably big deals coming through recently with Footjoy as an example. I think Bushnell was another one. Um, is this as a result of, or has that been opened up through having someone else working with you and opened up other opportunities? Is it just come through as a result of everything that's happened beforehand, an accumulation of everything? Yeah, it's it's more of an accumulation, really. So I think. What we've been able to do, which has been, which has been brilliant, is we've been able to probably turn away more things than actually accept. Yep. Which I think is a big, for me, that was quite a big moment because it's, you know, like like any business, if there's the money on offer, you got to look at it and think, well, you know, would that be a good move? And with Fudjoy and Bushnell and I mean Golfbidder, they've been they've been a long time partner now and. You know, there's there's a fair few others as well who we enjoy actually working with to create those videos, and that's yeah. the that's the other side of things. So certainly with with Footjoy, there was again there's there's a few different 
kind of offers coming in from from different angles. But the reason that we en- ended up working with Footjoy is the fact that they've got this huge, huge catalogue of players. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like you, you think when I think of Footjoy, when I think of a clothing brand, I think of the, the basically the logo here, yeah. logo here, logo here. You know, if someone's wearing Ralph Lauren, for example, you know they're wearing Ralph Lauren. Yeah. But with Footjoy, they've got clothing apparel deals, but they've also got shoe deals. They've got glove deals. They've got like all these random little things going on. So rather than just having those main headline players, they've got like that 120 tour pros that we could work with. Yeah. And for and that's amazing. But that's the kind of thing that like a partnership like this will open up. I so see. being able to like, being able to kind of figure those out, sit down, work that out and think, okay, this is you know great for the the channel, but what's it actually going to deliver out the other side of it? Yeah. You know, if if, if a really, you know, let's say, say a new brand came in with a lot of a lot of startup capital, they wanted to invest and wanted to say, okay, you know, want to do this, 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 and this, but we only have access to one player. It's kind of like, well, that's great, but you know, how many videos are we like to be able to do with that one player? Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just figuring out what those what those opportunities are for videos. That's that's really the rule that we've tried to stick by. If it if it doesn't deliver on the content, then there's no point. Like, there's no point doing it because people aren't going to enjoy the videos. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. On the on the content point, you mentioned at the top of the pod around the the community, if you like, of um, people on social media and whatnot. Um, and I'm guessing pretty much that YouTube social is almost part and parcel of being a golf pro nowadays. It just it just comes with the territory. Um, but I suppose what do you think your kind of niche or what, what do you think it is about your content or your approach, which has really resonated with people? Um, you know, something that's maybe a bit different to what other, a lot of other guys are doing out there. For <laughs> 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 yeah. anyone who's listening, Pete's struggling his shoulders uh, lost. Dear I, I, <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly have no idea. In fact, in fact, I'll tell you this, Pete is saying he has no idea. If you're listening and you are already engaging with Pete's content, tell us. Like if you're in the group, tell us. We'd love to hear why you why you're watching Pete, what's what's bringing you to Pete's world and, and his content. But I, I can tell you from my perspective, from my perspective, it's it's super entertaining. Like it's fun. It's like and Pete, you don't take yourself too seriously. And I think you're a very relatable person and i you know it's you, when you hit a crap shot you you kind of you laugh at yourself and that's what we all you, like we can relate to that as as very very average golfers when we're hitting crap shots like uh, we can relate to that so i think you're relatable i think you're you just don't take yourself too seriously and you have a lot of fun in your videos it's very kind of you to say i've worked on that laugh really hard <laughs> I've, I've managed i've managed to turn like the internal scream and as it as it comes out it, it comes out jolly. And it comes out as a lot. Yeah, great. Well, it works. Yeah. It, 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 I, well, I, I, I think we need to talk off podcast because I could do with a few of those tips. For yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm an expert. You, you, you've got to understand that you know the, the years of playing golf is really just. I'm I'm, I'm basically dead inside. I'm just a walking <laughs> shell right now. Um, yeah, I, I, that's very nice of you to say, Chris. Appreciate that, mate. Um, yeah, to, to be honest. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I try and be, I try and be as open as possible. I try and be myself because I don't really have the capacity to 
to play a part, really. Um, I've kind of, I've tried to do a few different ways of kind of presenting, but it always just comes back to really not being able to take myself too seriously. So just, yeah, yeah just go from there and wing it, really. And, and I think it also, lots of your content is, like you said, you've been looking for people to do videos with. And I think when you've got more than one person in the video, I think it, there's always going to be a, a conversation, things that are happening. Like, but by the way, has everyone here seen the, oh, Pete, you did it, but Tim and Ben, have you seen the world record attempt that Pete and, um, who was it, Graham McDowell did the other day? I have, yeah. I, I, we just, I just wanted to make one point. If if there was a phrase that comes out of Pete's first 20 seconds efforts at that, um, of that, of that challenge, it was miss left, miss left, miss left, miss left. I was like, Pete, just aim, aim a bit right. It, <laughs> it was bloody hard. It was, it was hard. Um, like, if, you, it, if anyone hasn't watched it, go watch it. It's very entertaining. You'll uh... honestly, it was one of the most. The, the thing is, with a video like that, it, it's putting. So putting is something which is golfers. We know that it's it's so much more difficult than what it actually is. You know, at the end of the day, you draw a putter like that far back, that far through, and it's going along the ground. Like It's not that difficult, but it is so hard. And the way that he was just rolling him in was unbelievable. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, like, to actually watch. I was, it was just like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't quite figure it out. It, it, was, it was almost like, at the end of it, it was almost a little bit low-key because he's not like... It's not like he broke the record. Like he he took the record, like smashed it to pieces, <laughs> ground it to dust, and then like scattered the remains all over the putting green. It wasn't even like a challenge. It, it wasn't, wasn't close. Like, no, it wasn't even close. Like it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close after thirty seconds. Yeah. It was, and for anyone who's listening, thinking, "What am I talking about?" or "What are we talking about?" It was a world record attempt for putts from two meters. I think it was two meters or so. Yeah, um, two meters. Yeah, Re record and, was in nineteen, and he got thirty-two. Yeah, and the world record, previous record nineteen. Now it's thirty-two. Go and watch the video. It's it, it's quite. I don't, I don't maybe don't want to use the word robotic, but like when he's just over, it's just dunk dunk dunk. I'm just like like a machine. Like a yeah, machine. It, like he slipped. He slipped into the zone, and it just made. I'm, I'm not. I laugh when he I'm was not, like, yeah, maybe I should just take less time over my putts because this seems to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, um, so talk, talking of collabs, who you've done some pretty cool collabs up until now. It sounds like some more exciting ones coming. Who, Which have been your favourite and both people-wise and where you've played-wise? Uh, I think... Oh, favorite man, that's that's tough, isn't it? That's like choosing between your kids. Isn't okay, it? Which which of you? Which, give us two or three that you absolutely love doing. Um, I think <laughs> should have uh, should have prepared for this. I think, <laughs> I think I think some of the early I think some of the early videos which spring to mind. Not not so much because they were amazing videos, which oh, of course they were. Um, you know, they were they were all right. But stuff like when we did work with um, work when we filmed with Shane Lowry, for for example. Now I think he was the first real tour pro that we'd filmed with. Okay, it was it was a bit like 
like what are we doing like i don't i don't i don't really know i don't we didn't well, i still don't but didn't know what we were doing so you know to to get that to do it to kind of get that in the books and think oh actually that is an avenue now which is very much open i, I always mm. used to think of like professional golfers you know they'll you'll see them on tv you'll see me in magazines but they're they're very like, unapproachable in many respects you know they're, mm. they're out of reach when in fact now with with social media and the way that it's working it's it's come full circle like the players actually understand uh the importance of it now so when we start to get and it's kind of started to happen now and when players are approaching us and saying do you want to do some filming like that's that's, so that's awesome you know, that that that's completely you know it's a completely different situation i thought i thought that we would be in with that be, did you get nervous and do you still get nervous around tour pros because they're almost seen as like these you know godlike <laughs> godlike yeah. people of the sport originally yeah like originally yeah i was bricking myself but since since kind of filming with people and playing with them more i i actually understand now that from a ball striking perspective if i'm hitting it all right i actually hit it i hit it as well as them so that's not the fear now i'm going to caveat that by saying i'm not going to hit it as well as them every single shot on every single hole yeah. And that's the difference between four under and eight under for them, yeah. or four over for me and eight under for them. Um, <laughs> so I'm not I'm not too nervous on on hitting shots around them anymore now. And and like, listen, golfers are golfers are just golfers, man. The the sure. pro tour pro golfers are just like any other golfer you know, except they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So just 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 take just take your mate down the golf club, take dodgy Dave, and just transform <laughs> into a really good golfer. That's basically your tour pro. With the uh, the the recent trip out to to Dubai, how long were you there for? So we were there for oh god, what was it? It was just over two weeks because we had to oh, yeah we, we had to basically fly. So we had to get a test before we went, and then we had to fly um get a test when we landed and we had to give ourselves 10 days leeway because if for whatever reason one of us tested positive then we'd have to isolate in those 10 days in the hotel then get another test to make sure we were okay to actually cover the tournament um but we took we basically just made sure we took every precaution so we're out there for about 10 days before um and then the week of the tournament and then the the travel rules changed so we had to well, we didn't have to come back, but we thought it'd be a better, a better idea to get back before everything started to shut down. That's probably a good idea. The uh, the, the reason why I asked, obviously, uh, kind of keeping up today with with the YouTube, you managed to get some pretty good content done when you were out there. And I know the players are limited uh, and handcuffed to a certain extent on their time. Mm. How how long were they out there for? And how how because you got quite a few videos in, and I'm assuming quite a short period of time. Was it? All yeah, yeah in one day or was it stretched out over the course of the week um i think the we filmed with stenson and gmac in one day i'm pretty sure um and then we filmed with willet in the pro-am and then we filmed with wallace after the pro-am so yeah those those four videos in the space of two days and it was it was a little bit trickier so we've covered the um dubai moonlight classic so the the ladies event and then the desert classic the men's event 
And just because of the magnitude of the event, like when we were filming with the with the girls, we had pretty much as much time as we wanted because we were one of the main kind of media partners of that event as far as kind of distribution was concerned. Whereas with the men's event, we were a smaller cog in a, a much bigger machine. So like with Stenson, it was like, okay, you've got half an hour. It's going to be right. eight o'clock in the, it's going to be eight o'clock in the morning and we can't go over. So then it's like, okay, like what, what right. can we do? Like yeah. what can we do in that, in that time period? But fortunately the, the organizers of, of the event were great. Like, we've kind of worked with them before and they know they know how we operate um very haphazardly uh <laughs> and they basically did everything they could to to facilitate these vids so yeah it was it worked out really well we you know to get the help of the organizers when you're doing stuff like this is is perfect That's and so the players cool. were great as well so nice. That's really interesting because I mean in terms of how much content you can pre-prepare for on when you go and do a trip like that versus what is, I mean, with, with Stenson as an example, did you know you were going to have a half an hour or did you know that you had, that you were going to be able to do something with him or was it a case of almost close to the day figuring out, oh, right, okay, let's come up with something. Like what proportion of it is quite natural yeah. and how much of it can you actually plan in advance? So we planned, we, we basically had a contingency. I think we came up with, I think it was eight different video ideas in the end. And it was all about like where on the course we could film and the amount of time that we had. So for example, the, the Stenson video, I think the Stenson video we knew quite early on. Stenson video? Yeah, I think the Stenson video we knew quite early on we were gonna get Henry for half hour. So that was good, that was like planned. Um, we knew we knew we could get access to the 18th, so it just seemed like a perfect opportunity to yeah. come up with something around that. So that was nailed in. But the the GMAC um, video, did, have you seen the video with Tony Finau, Paige Spirinak, um, the world record of catching the balls? No. So there's basically a, there's a record. I think it's twelve. I want to say so it's twelve balls caught over a hundred meters um, okay. in the space <laughs> of a minute. <laughs> So basically, right. Tony Finau's hitting towards Paige's fiance, and he's an ex baseball player. He's basically catching them, like plucking them out middle. And they got twelve in a minute. So originally, we thought, well, G Mac, obviously very good with his wedges. How about we try and get this record? I will try and do that. So we set up on the first hole. We had G Mac for an hour, so we had a bit of time. So we set up on the first hole and. It quickly, very, very quickly became apparent what an absolutely awful, terrible <laughs> idea this was. So, as, wait, wait, as, as in you started filming, started the challenge, and then thought, we're going to lose this, let's bail. Yeah, started filming. So basically, this is how it was meant to work. So we're 100 metres apart. GMAT's got his little 54 degree, and just like, he hits it up. When it's approaching me, I catch, I throw, that's one. And by the time I throw it away, he's hitting the next ball in the air. So, you know, you can get it, you can move, you can try and catch it. It's fine. It doesn't sound like a safe play. Oh, you, you know, no, it, you know, it was, there were certain elements of risk, but, you know, it was, the, the, the scenario was fine. You know, there, there wasn't any issues with it. Well, anyway, GMAC didn't bloody read the memo, did he? So, we're there, and he's like, he hits his first one. But he hits his first one, 
and he's got all the balls lined up. It's his first one, takes a step, hits the second, hits the third, like hits the fourth. We're talking, we're talking within the space of a few seconds. Now, the ball flight of a wedge is going to take about five to six seconds to land. So I'm, I'm tracking the first one, and he's like shoved it a bit. So I'm believe running to my left. I'm trying to catch this ball. And I look back up, and all of a sudden, I've got this freaking meteor shower coming down at me. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, and the wind's blowing a bit, so the balls are bloody moving. I'm, I, so I'm trying to catch these balls. He's still hitting. And I'm like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, I don't, I don't need... I don't need this in my life. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me this video didn't make the channel. This is essential viewing. How can we get access to this video? No, this was the practice. <laughs> I think I've got I think I've got some videos on my phone. I'm actually, I don't think I've done anything with them yet. But this was the practice. I'm glad we did the bloody practice. And anyway, so that was there. But we had, because we wanted to do a world record attempt. And the, the next backup was the, the putting video. So we just kind of rolled roll from that straight to the putting green and then just cracked on from there. So it, it worked out all right, but it wasn't the original idea. If I right. don't see any of those videos materialise on Facebook or Instagram or somewhere, I'll be, I need to see those. This is going to sound probably not very nice, but it's nice to know that shit goes wrong. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it, when you see it from your, when we're watching you, everything's, everything at this final, the final cut, right? Everything's beautifully polished. Everything's like, it looks great. It works. It's, it's always quite nice knowing that it doesn't all go swimmingly and perfectly behind the scenes. If you know what I mean? It never, ever, ever goes to plan. Ever. <laughs> ever. Like, it, I, I don't think I've ever, I, I don't think I've filmed a single video, which I think, oh, you know, that was, that was good. I nailed that. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I mean, <laughs> the limited experience, and by limited, I mean, Two times we've done it we've had a we've been lucky enough to do a course vlog it definitely there was definitely some shenanigans going down <laughs> um not least of all when ben i'm pretty sure this was you you managed to um some poor fish you managed oh. to um end the life of didn't you <laughs> yeah we don't actually know this happened it's just there was a fish a dead fish next to ben's ball yeah. happened to be very close to where ben yeah. <laughs> Well, the, question is, the question you've got to be asking, Ben, is what was that fish doing in the middle of the fairway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is that. And I, the thing is, it could be one of two balls as well, because uh, it wasn't It wasn't just one attempt that went sinking straight into the pond as well. <laughs> Very quickly followed it. You missed the poor fellow first time, so you went in after him again. <laughs> exactly. So a, a thing that's kind of really quite prevalent right now is the world of mental health and negativity on social media and i just thought it would be a you know there's obviously your channel is a very very positive channel and there's lots of good that comes out of it i just wondered if you'd ever experience that negative side if you like we see the sunshine and rainbows uh you know and do you have to deal with hit bombs 95 who says that you're a douchebag and doesn't like your content or anything like that do you have to deal with those type of characters and, and how do you deal with it if that happens Hit bombs ninety five. That <laughs> that is now going to be my burner account. Like <laughs> that is one hundred percent going to be my Justine Reed account. That brilliant. Um, yeah, listen. I think I think you've got to look at it in a in a couple of different ways. So 
yes, there are negative comments, but they are so vastly outweighed by by the positive comments. Like it's not even it's not it's not even a comparison. And you can certainly I, I used to do this, but like if I if I put a video up and there's you know a hundred positive comments and there's one kind of really negative, nasty one, it's it's almost like human human nature a little bit to have a look at that one. Yeah. And think, oh what's this guy, what's this person's problem? Mm. Rather than actually just looking at the you know hundred others that are very, very positive. So, you know, there's there's that way of looking at it. The the fact is you never you never ever, ever, ever gonna please everyone. Sure. Like ever. Like it's just not it's just not gonna happen. You could do an absolutely perfect vid that, you know, is groundbreaking. It's it's, it's unbelievable. And it's got an amazing charity angle that's raised you know, a million pounds. Yeah, it's the, it's the best thing ever. There's going to be one dislike of one guy in there saying, "Well, why didn't you raise money for this charity instead?" Yeah, yeah. It, it just it will happen. Like, and, and you can't you can't control that. And you won't you won't want to anyway. Like, there's no there's no point. And and I think from the perspective of the people who are. Because you, you can kind of break it up. You can break it up as to people who are being critical of, like, say, the videos you're producing or something you post. It's fine. There's then the people who are just, like, nasty personal attacks type of thing. Awesome. So, yeah, and, and and those are the type of guys that you can just block. Like, just block, mute, move on. Mm. Like you, don't, you, don't, you don't need, you know, it's freedom of speech. People can say whatever they want, but you don't have to listen to them if you don't want to so just you block move on it's like uh, i've only really had a handful of people who have, have actively like just completely blocked or reported or something like it's very very rare that's, I, that's, that's, yeah that's good too because it, it's it becomes very right now there's a lot of talk around it on the media around you know footballers are getting a lot of um, abuse on on social media, etc. So it's it's it's, inter- it's good to hear that there's not a, a big thing for you, and that's that's great. It it's not the the other angle of this that you do need to you do need to take. And if someone is if someone is on Twitter, for example, cause that's normally where most of the the negativity is. It's so toxic sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's, if someone's on Twitter and they're like shouting at you, they're kind of hurling abuse at you. The chances are it, it's not it's not you they're actually angry at. Like mm-hmm. something is going wrong in their life where they need to, they need to vent, you know, they need to just release some kind of valve. Um, and that's, is what it is. Like you, you can't stop that. So uh, I think it's, I think it's a shame when it happens. I think in golf, we are incredibly lucky in respects that the golfing community is generally a good community. Like if you compare it to, like you said, some of the footballs, the abuse they get is just, horrendous so you know we're i think we're pretty lucky in, in what we do for sure awesome uh, and if you're listening don't be uh hit bombs 95 don't be that guy sending out abuse we i'm gonna check that account is available <laughs> we now know who it is i so i'm gonna go through a couple of questions that we had from uh people in in the group there's oh there's one that we've we've been meaning to talk about this guys for for weeks and we've just kept getting distracted by other topics but it feels like a good time to ask it. Uh, Danny asked this. He said, um, England Golf have now opened up handicap or are going to be opening up handicaps to the nomadic golfers. What are your views on this, Pete? Do you feel this is a good move for England Golf? Are you all on it? Like, give us the rundown. Um, 
Yeah, I suppose. I, I, I honestly don't think it's going to have a a huge impact in many respects. I think the people who want a handicap, great, but a lot of people don't not bother to play. They just want to play. Yeah, I don't, it, it's much more important just to get them playing than anything else. And that's the most important thing. Is, is anyone hearing like a Russian kind of story? You've gone a bit dark for sure. And someone, someone kind of hooked into the dark web here trying to disrupt. <laughs> <laughs> hitting, bomb, hitting bombs 95 is kind of. <laughs> it's happening when you're speaking. What for Tim, Ben, is it the same for you guys? I can hear it, but yeah, I can hear the Dalek. It's Tim, I think. Say that again. Is it, is it me? Always Tim. You've got to watch out for him. Like, <laughs> he'll be fine one day, and the next he'll be exterminating everybody. You've got to I, swear. You've got to... <laughs> I swear I'm not bombs 95. <laughs> <laughs> you're just a, you're just a Dalek. You're just a Dalek now. <laughs> Always Tim. Always, well, you mentioned there, like getting people playing. How, how, how can not necessarily England golf? How can we, like you, us? How can we help get more people into this game? What do you? How do you see that happening? Um, it's it's a pretty difficult question. I, I honestly, I honestly don't actually think to get somebody playing, to get someone hitting a golf ball, that's not the difficult bit. Like if you think about the amount of people who go down to a driving range, for example. If you have you guys been to a top golf? Yep. Yeah. Like you you go to a top golf and tell me that it's difficult to get people here in a golf shop. Yeah. Like it's it's not. Well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> go to a top golf and tell me it's not difficult to get someone swinging a golf club. Yes. In the general direction of a golf ball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is perfectly possible to do. Like top top golf's absolutely brilliant, and places like that have a real a real role to play mm. um, in actually getting people who would otherwise not be interested in golf, an actual good start and foundation in what the game actually is. And the the biggest problem for me is, is how do you get people who are just going to the range, having a good time? How do you get them onto the golf course and how do you retain them within the golf club system? So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who start to play golf and, you know, it all depends. It all depends on your, your own story, but there's so many people who, when they start to play golf, they're hooked. Like they're in it. Yeah. We, we don't need, we don't need to worry about them. Like they're going to join the club. They're going to find their way in. It's those people who are hitting balls at the driving range and kind of realizing, well, oh, this is kind of hard. It's actually going to take quite a bit of time to, to get into this is how do we then channel them into coaching into a golf club um, and then retain them within the golf club, make them feel welcome within that golf club environment. You know, that's such a, a difficult, not a difficult thing to do, but a, something which isn't done enough. Like, 100%. You know, and that's it's it's a very tough it's a very tough question to answer. But it is that it is that retention in the game more than anything. I think. Yeah, interesting. I like that. I think it's you're you're absolutely right. There's we've and we've spoken about this on the on the show before. We've talked about people joining clubs, and we've had comments of you know people people have joined a club they come into our facebook group and then they're like so does anyone know how i find how i play and book a tea time with other members and i'm like this is this is the stuff that your club should have immediately told you like this is go do this and get them indoctrinated into that world and mm -hmm. i think there's there is definitely a gap there that could be improved um mm -hmm. 
and I think that's that's exciting. But yeah, you're right. I, the first time anyone actually makes connection with the golf ball is just I for me. I was like, I'm in. I, I can. This is it. This is my game. I'm hooked. This is it. We're in. Yeah. I love that for sure. There's a, lot, there's a lot of people like that. I mean, there's a lot of people who do that, and they're they're driven to trying to improve, to try and you know to really get the best that they can at the game. There's other people who are absolutely fine shooting 120. They just want to go for a walk with the mates every weekend. Yeah. Like it, it's not, it's not a matter of kind of like really like every golfer that comes into golf, oh, we've got to train them up. You know, we've got to, we've got to make sure they're a good handicap golfer. It's more just making sure it's enjoyable when they get there. You know, it's the game. It's an enjoyable game. It's a sport that everyone mm. could actually participate in. Um, so yeah, I don't like back to the original question, which was, you know, eight years ago now, um, <laughs> like, Again, people are handicapped great, but I don't think it's necessary to actually get people invested. Interesting. Like it. Um, okay, I've got, I could carry on asking questions for, for days. I know, Ben, you've got a round that I want to come on to. Uh, Lads, on, honestly, I am absolutely fine. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. I am here at your disposable. Are you disposable? I'm here at your disposable. <laughs> another hour. Uh, I guess the thing else for this one, this is then maybe coming towards the not that you want to call this the content creator p there's there's a lot of people now as a result of seeing the likes of yourself you know rick shields etc who are now going oh i would like to create more content they and i've seen it on youtube on facebook people putting out on instagram as well like putting out loads of content for people that are in that early stage of starting to put out content is there any like advice or anything? What was like the Kim thing that you'd say? Like, this is your first year of putting out content. Do this, or uh, this is my advice for you, or whatever. I think the the, the the first thing, and I mean, I'm going to caveat all this by saying again, for me, this is just a process that's just been evolving. Like, I I, I didn't have any plan. Like, I, I want to. There's there's a few people saying that, like you know, who contact me, you know, want to start their own channel, you know. What plan did you have? I, 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 I just made videos, got people booked in for lessons. That was success for and, me. And that was people booked in for lessons as a result of seeing your videos. Yeah, and that was that was the whole point. That was yeah. the only reason I was making videos. Like I had absolutely no intention of like most of the stuff which has been going on. Like no idea. So that's the first thing I want to say. Second thing for people kind of starting up is don't give up because there's you if you go on youtube there are thousands of channels who've uploaded 10 videos and then stopped because you don't get traction yeah. like you upload you upload the first video and it's a bloody weird weird thing to do like you set a camera up you talk to a camera if it's a coaching video whatever course vlog you're talking to a camera you're talking away you're talking away edit it you upload it and nobody watches and you're like, this, like you, you just you're just shouting into a void. You might as well just open up your window and scream out. You probably get more attention. <laughs> like, so to continually do that until the videos gain traction, it's a hard thing to do. Like, because mm. you you are continually exposing yourself to an audience which isn't there yet, and that's tricky because because people will inevitably compare themselves as well to. You know, if you're comparing yourself to Rick, if you're comparing yourself to to me, to GM Golf, you know, whatever it may be, but they don't see 
the years of grind that it took to get to this point. You know, social media is brilliant and bad at the same time for being so instantaneous. If you want to see someone on social media, boom. If you come across one of my videos, you've never seen it before, watch that, good, like it. Okay, subscribe. How many subscribers you got? Are oh, you three hundred, whatever thousand? Oh, that's good. And then you think, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try a YouTube channel. I'll do that. But you don't see the, you know, the half a decade of stuff that's gone in kind of prior to that. So just don't, don't give up. Like, <laughs> don't give up. That's the first thing. The second thing I want to say as well. Uh, now you, you know, set me loose on this uh, because of <laughs> is understand that you don't need like a massive following to do something which you really enjoy. So I think when I reached, I think it was about 20, what was it? I can't remember exactly. It was about 20 to 30,000 subscribers, which is still a really good amount, like really cool. But that enabled me, if I think my diary at that point, I think I was like 60, almost, I think I was 65 hours a week coaching, I think at one point wow. from that, from that base. So that amount of subscribers, that amount of lessons. Now, if all I wanted to do was coach, done, done. Yeah, that's yeah. that's me. That's me. Set that. You know that I could take those lessons that I've had, keep doing the videos one or two every week, and absolutely just smash kind of lessons out of the park. So you don't need like a million and our followers to to do something that you really want to do. Mm. And there's there's loads of examples out there. And remember, golf is still quite a small community as far as the people online who are kind of engaging with it. So you don't need huge followings to actually do something that you really want. Anyway, I'm off, I'm off my soapbox now. No, I love it. And, and, and have your, obviously your goals have now changed. You're not doing as much coaching. You're not, you're not setting up, you're not doing YouTube videos now just to get coaching, coaching clients. How have, how have your goals evolved? What is it that you want to do with this now? Where do you want to take it? So, I mean, we've kind of got this little bit of a little bit of a tagline at the moment about being kind of like an in like the most independent trusted voice in golf which is i don't know it's a bit yucky but it the kind of the base of it is is there you know we want to be able to produce videos which are open which are honest which entertain which is you know nice to nice to hear that they are doing and then make that about a variety of subjects so obviously club reviews kind of really enjoying that at the moment Quest for the Open stuff, kind of really enjoying that at the moment. And that I enjoy doing that. I like the process, but that's also probably a point of difference between kind of me and the other channels. You know, there's a lot of different reviews going on. Mm. And then with the reviews as well, trying to make those different. So not just doing like a standard review of a golf club, which I kind of experimented around with at the start of this year. And that's a little bit hard because with embargoes, all the clubs are released at the same time. So all the channels are like, they're all kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit, bit of a weird situation, really. So doing that, love to get back to doing some travel videos as well. Like I love the the opportunity of that, that's probably the most mind blowing thing about all this is like the opportunities of actual travel, like to actually get to all these different places and to see these different things. It's just just bonkers. Like if you had to be six years ago, if I'd have been doing any of this, like no. That was one of my kind of selfish questions that I really wanted to, to know about because I know you've, you've been all around the world. Where's, in your opinion, where's the most under the radar 
place to go and play golf because we you know you hear about portugal you hear about you know dubai for instance but where have you been where you're like that really surprised me and i would really recommend going there uh i think jordan was incredible okay wow. like very 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 surprising i mean i mean it's a new like golf's a new sport there it's, there's nothing like this there was one there's one youngster who's actually turning turned into a decent player actually but who i met over there and he was in the he was in the national squad and he was like 11. you know so that that probably tells you kind of the depth of the <laughs> the, the jordanian golf squad um but since that point it, it's really kind of kicked off and grown a lot more now the course over there as well was was brilliant and it was also it was also one of those trips where we kind of got to film at the golf course but then we got to go out kind of into the red sea got to go diving uh, diving or snorkeling in like shipwrecks and stuff and i'm an i'm an absolutely horrendous swimmer like i'd be a great diver i'm a good sinker like, <laughs> if, you, if you if you want me to get to the bottom of the ocean i'm your man <laughs> whatever you want i'll go down and get it but it's such a salty sea that i could actually swim and not like fear drowning which was like a massive bonus like it was unbelievable <laughs> well yeah i mean because i'm i'm a yeah like i said I'm a, I'm a terrible swimmer so to actually be able to go out into the sea and swim and be like oh, i'm not gonna die this is amazing <laughs> it was like brilliant and then all like, the invasive fishes and then that was the same trip where we got to see um petra so nice. i've seen pictures of the it's one of the seven ones of the ancient world just like incredible and you do you, you do catch yourself sometimes and you're like how 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 like, what like what was the the avenue that actually got to this point yeah was, like, was that a was that a work trip which you got all the benefits of all the touristy stuff or was it a holiday yeah. in which you took your clubs and were like oh we'll have a, a quick knock no I, no like in no well <laughs> 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 like, it, it honestly it's if you, because a lot of the stuff that we do with the tourist boards, so let's say, um, just trying to put, think of another example. So I went to uh, Ronda. I was in the city of Ronda in Spain. No. So no. You, you'll, you'll have seen a picture of it. You'll have seen okay. a picture of it. Ronda, R-H-O-N-D-A. It's got like an old bullfighting ring. It's got this amazing bridge. The, the city's built on some like pillars, basically stone pillars, like natural, not just like random pillars. Um, <laughs> and we kind of, that was part of the trip where we played, I think it was three or four golf courses. We went to this place, um, went to Ronda, went to a few other places, ate at some amazing restaurants, but that was all because the tourist board wanted to show the area off. Mm. So like, well, you're, you're coming over to, to film a golf course. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. So what we're going to do is we want to make sure that people know this is an amazing destination yeah. for food. Mm. So we're going to get you to this uh, restaurant, which is this amazing restaurant. It's like, sure, all right, yeah, why not? <laughs> but, okay, but, I'll try and find time. I've, I've just googled yeah. it. I this place looks incredible. Like if That's you're listening right now, unless you're driving, don't like don't do it now. But Google it. This is unbelievable. And the golf was good there, I assume. Yeah, well, the, the golf we actually played was more around kind of uh, Marbella. So it's kind of, it's not too far. That's like an hour, like an hour's drive away. And wow. yeah, and, and that's the thing, like, because that place, and the, 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 the reason it really stands out to me, Ronda, is because 
that's one of the screensavers on um i think it's not on apple what it, it might be on um pretty amazon kind of fire tv stick got it okay and it's, it's somewhere else as well it's, it's like a picture that i've seen a million times before and every every single bloody time it came up i was like oh i'd love to go there i'd love to go there that'd be great i'd love to go there and then once kind of get over to Spain and like, okay, we're going to go see Rondos. It's like amazing kind of place up there. It's like, all oh, right, okay, you know, let's give it a quick Google, see what it's about. It's like, back, it's that, it's the place, it's, place. it's <laughs> the place. <laughs> I'm going to the place. <laughs> it's like this fucking oh, but yeah, another one. Have you um the tea? The you guys like to go to the pub? Sure. Yes. <laughs> I miss it so much. <laughs> boy, oh boy. So I love how delicately you asked that as well. Like just in case right. that we're all. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Glad we're all reprobates here together. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a, a place. Um, have you guys been to Nefin? Uh, it's got like the whole out in the peninsula on the Welsh coast. No. Again, you just just put in Nefin Nefin Golf. Like the the whole will come up and you'll be like, ah. Right. Well, anyway, we played we played that again just on like a, a trip um, around Wales to, to kind of show off some of the golf courses. We played we played at Neffin, and it was the windiest day ever. And I thought, yeah. you know what? I thought, you know what? You know what? Be a really good idea. I'm going to get my drone. Up. I'm going to fly it out. I'm going to fly it out. I'm going to see. I'm going to see what I'm going to get my own image of this iconic image. You know, it's it's a video and it's a photo that's been done a million times before, but mine was going to be better. <laughs> so, flew my drone out to sea. Like, got got all this footage. It looked amazing. Started to bring the drone back in. It ain't moving. Like the wind, the wind is going from <laughs> from land out to sea. And I'm like, crap. So, anytime it's windy as well, like the the battery just like dies because like the, the drone starts to stabilize itself. So I'm like, oh crap! Like, what am I? What am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I ended up having to drop the drone, basically, like down to sea level. But it's it's windy, so it's fucking waves are crashing up. I'm like, oh god, my heart's pounding. So I managed to drop it low enough, so it's kind of below the level of the cliffs. So it's still windy, but enough to move it. So I move it right up to the face of the cliff, and I'm like, well, I can't, I can't bring it up. It's just going to get blown as soon as it hits the wind. So I was like, right. So I just had a quick look at the GPS, and there's like a cove around the side of the of the course. I was like, right, okay, I'll keep it low. I'll get it into this cove, and then bring it up the far side of the course, and then like the wind just bring it back, basically. It's like a like a aiming like twenty yards left of the fairway, sort of fade it, <laughs> fade it back in with the wind. So I was like, right, I'll loop it around that course and bring it back in. Well, anyway, looped it around the side of this this cove, and it's kind of coming into this this bay, and there's this building at the far end. And I'm like, that looks familiar. That looks really familiar. Like, what? Like, where have I seen this before? I start to get a little bit closer, and it's just like it's, it's tweaking in my mind. It's tweaking in my mind. It's like it's a pub. It's a pub. I think it's a pub. It's a pub. Like, like halfway down a cliff, beach in front of it, like a few cottages next to it, but nothing else. It's just like randomly there. And I was like, why is this ringing about? Why is this ringing about? It was voted the best pub in the world, and I'd read an article like, like a few weeks before. It was like the best, the best beach bars in the world, or somewhere like that. And I was like, "It's that place! It's that place!" I got the control of the drone. I'm like pointing it. It's like it's here, it's here, it's here. I was like with Rick and uh, Rick and James, and they were like, what, "What are you on about? Like, what are you on about?" It's like this pub, this pub is one of the best, 
pubs in the world and we are right next to it. We're right next to it right now. <laughs> like, we've got to go down there. We've got to go down there. And I wasn't driving, so I was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it ended up just being like, because the, the car park to get to the pub is like located basically where the, the golf club car park is. It's like a good mile walk. So like, I had to get back, dump all the stuff in the car, walk back, like amazing sunset, like down to this beach, you know, this pub. It was open. It was great. Like with only, only people there. This was, was kind of chilly, maybe in March, April, something like that. And again, it was just one of those points where you're like, you know, we're here filming all these like videos for YouTube videos, which people want to watch, still no idea why. And at the same time, we can go have some bevies in the best, <laughs> one of the best pubs in the world located next to the one of the best golf courses. How good is and that? Like, yeah, and you're like, you know, what did I, you know, what did I do like in a former life? To, to get kind of this lucky. I it's just like it's mad to be able to say we've done that. And then yeah, I could go on, I got I'm gonna stick that that scratch in the background. Scratch map, which Love doesn't that. scratch. Um <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where I got it from, but they ripped me off. Um <laughs> but it's just got like loads of like little flags stuck in of like where where we've managed to go to. And it's just you kind of, I kind of walk past it every now and again and think, oh, God, yeah, remember that. Like, remember that, remember that. And right. it's all through YouTube, pretty much. I think maybe Japan, a couple of places in the States that I've been to on holiday. But apart from that, it's all through YouTube. So basically, best job in the world? Oh, like, yeah, no, no question. Like, not even a... You enjoy putting yourself on camera and filming stuff, yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's always such a difficult thing to... To broach with people because again the the thing about like offering advice to people when they start up a youtube channel and you know they want to do stuff it takes a lot of work mm. and it's not it's not a fact it's not a fashionable thing to say and it's something which should be not exactly laughed at but it should be taken with a pinch of salt because i think certainly over the past well if it wasn't already clear over the past year it's quite clear that some people have horrendous jobs which are incredibly more important than anything i could ever do like it doesn't it doesn't matter what happens like you know the nurses the doctors all that kind of thing they're the people who are doing the jobs that kind of really matter and they're the ones who are working like incredibly hard so when i would say to someone oh yeah but you know i did stick in like 80 hours last week to to make this happen it's like yeah but it's not really work and you're kind of like well no, but yeah, it's you know it's it's a tough one to say because you, you do have to put a lot of hours in. You you got to be committed to it, but the rewards are unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that was the thing I I thought immediately as soon as you said you were doing 50, 60 hours of coaching a week for anyone to be doing additional stuff on top of that to try and grow a YouTube channel. It's it's that's a that's a pretty you know a pretty solid sign as to why it's it's grown on the trajectory tra trajectory that it has. <laughs> due to the consistency because that's it, that, that's a second job on top it, of it's the it's the only skill i have is the ability to work kind of long hours that's that's it like that's basically it that, that's my only skill don't need a lot of sleep and i can work quite hard that's like, it like <laughs> that's it oh okay we've let's bring it back round. i've i want ben's uh section now i'm excited for this 
Uh, so Ben, I'm just going to hand over to you. A section. You've got a whole section. Got a whole section. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you prepare? Get ready for this one. Warm up. Unlike <laughs> most podcasts, we're going to try and attempt this to be a rapid fire round. Because I know most rapid fire rounds never end up being that rapid, but we'll try and keep it fairly punchy. Nice okay. and easy. Jack or Tiger? <laughs> well, you got to warn me when we start. You got to give me. You got to give me a run up. They're coming out quick. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, okay, okay. Right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Wait, rapid fire round presented by Ben Fowlis. Ready? Go. Go. Jack or Tiger? Tiger. St Andrews or Augusta? St Andrews. Visor or Bryson's flat cap? <laughs> Oh, um, vomit into the flat cap and put it back. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, no, probably flat cap too. <laughs> never three part again or never miss a fairway again? I'll never miss a fairway again. Ooh. First tee shot post lockdown. Shank into the trees or a straight whiff? Straight whiff down the middle, bro. Come on. Give no, no. Whiff is, whiff is not hitting the ball. Completely missed the ball. We're talking whiff as in swing and a miss. Big fat whiff. I, I don't know how either of these things kind of come to, come about. So I, 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 I don't know how to relate, Ben. What, what are these weird shots you're talking about? <laughs> Too good for that. Uh, <laughs> golf trip. Scotland or Ireland? Uh, Scotland, but only because I've not explored Ireland enough. In fact, no, Ireland because I've not explored it enough. You know what? Nice. Cool. You've got a wedge shot from 60 yards. Knife it through the back or fat at 20 yards short? That's, yeah, we need to talk about your mental game, by the way. <laughs> Visualisation on this. Um, I think at the moment, it'd probably be a fat, I think. And that, that is what Ben takes every time, just, just so mm. we clear that it's Ben's, Ben's action for sure. It's, it's an easier next shot in. <laughs> and hard coming back, isn't it? It's true. It's true. This one's a bit more positive. A nuke of a drive. Absolutely nailed it. Or a flushed iron shot. Oh, drive, yeah. You get one person. Who's the dream collaboration? Oh, Tiger, like, got to be. Like, there's, there's no one else. Love it. There's Tiger, Tiger and then there's Jesus. Final one. You can take this wherever you like. Where does Feet uh, Peter Finch, not Feet Pinch. Where does Peter Finch? Where does Peter Finch see himself in ten years' time? Oh God, um, alive, strong, <laughs> very strong. <laughs> because hey, listen, anything else is a bonus, right? Very good. Wake, wake up, to, wake up tomorrow. It's going to be a better day than if I wasn't here. Wow, that is absolutely factually correct. I was not expecting that. That's very spiritual. Well, I mean, I don't know where I'd end up, but I mean, I presume it's going to be better. Eh? I should, <laughs> I've not, I've not done anything in my life which means I'm going to go up. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got one question here that I think is important to ask from uh, James within the group. I don't know. How, I, I, have, I haven't checked the facts on this, so uh, I apologise if this is not correct. But apparently, Rick Shields keeps telling everyone he'd smash Pete in a fight. Is he up for a charity boxing match? YouTube, YouTube boxing matches seem to be a big thing right now. Uh, would you be up for a fight with Rick Shields in the ring? 
There's, there's, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way he would get in a rig with me. Not a chance. <laughs> no way, Jose. His lawyers wouldn't let him in the ring with me. <laughs> I've got nothing to lose. Like, like, <laughs> it's all bad. It's all bad. Um, I don't know, because he's, he's got like a weirdly long reach, Rick. <laughs> quite, quite long, quite long limbed. I'd have to get, I'd have to get inside his jab. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Tim, Ben, anything else you want to, uh, you want to ask? I was, well, the first question I was going to ask was, but you've kind of already answered it, was going to be if there was a particular moment along your sort of your journey if you like where you just thought wow this is just ridiculous but you kind of answered it when you found we happened to find like the world's best pub on the, the world's side of the golf course. And that's just that's just a heroic effort um can i tim before we get can i just add it in here i yeah. feel like this is uh, this is probably not the analogy to make you know like the um the cornetto trilogy with simon Pegg and nick frost like to world's end i kind of picture mm-hmm. Pete being the fourth one finding the world's greatest pub and it's just like accidentally stumbling across the world's greatest pub on a on a golf trip i feel like it'd be the next film in that series yeah i feel like that's a, yeah, it's a new content series absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, be, to be fair with with that there's like so many like i said there's just so many moments that you kind of look back on it's, it's one good thing which is a kind of a, a side a side pot, if that's the best way of describing it, when I can look back at videos and actually remember and be like, oh, crap, I, that's, I did that. That's incredible. Like, amazing. I can't believe I did that. I think the one that stands out, one that stands out for me, because I was talking about, talk about Rick. Oh, God. <laughs> um, which, which was the open that... Um, Zach Johnson won in uh, in St Andrews. It must have been like five, six years ago. The one that was like rained yeah. out. Well, I know I'd only just really started um, started the YouTube stuff by then. We thought we'd go up for the Open, we'd watch it, and we'd you know we'd enjoy ourselves. And we, we <laughs> God, there's so many stories coming back to me from that trip. Um, focus. I think. We'd, we'd gone to some kind of event in the town and we were walking back and we saw like loads of people with suits and ties going into the um, Royal and Ancient Clubhouse. There's always some kind of event there. We were walking back. I think we were trying to get to the Jigger Inn, I think. So we were walking back and we saw all these people go in and we were like, we'd, be, we'd, we'd been at an event, so we had a suit and tie as well. And we're like, shall we, shall we chance it? Shall we chance it? <laughs> Just basically like join the end of this queue. There was like just walking up to the walking up to the clubhouse and they were like calling everyone through. There's a few people having like a, a fag outside. So like, oh well, you know what? We'll so we got to the door and then we just like did a slight left, like waved at the security guard, just like walk around the front. I just like stood like the front of the clubhouse on the open golf course, night falling on the pretty much on the 18th and first first tick. Just like taking selfies to do some filming and stuff. And we were just like, this is like, why, why, this is like, this is stupid. Like, you can, if you have a, and that's, that's something that we learned pretty quick as well. If you have a camera and you walk with confidence, you get away with anything. Absolutely anything. Nothing, nothing bad, just access. I wrote, oh God, I might get in trouble for this. But I remember we used to go, we went for years down to um, 
it must have been two, three years in the bounce, I think. We went down to um, BMW at Wentworth. And parking down there is a bloody nightmare. It always is, always a nightmare. And the first, first year we went, we had all the stuff in the back and we kind of went to the main gate because we didn't know where the parking was. Kind of went to the main gate and the subject was somehow broached that we were just like dropping off some filming equipment at the clubhouse. So security was like, yeah, cool. Nice. <laughs> like, um, keep walking. So just keep, just keep, because we were in the car, so we just kept driving, driving, driving. And we're like, well, we, we can't, we can't go up to the clubhouse because like we've got nothing to drop off. So like they're going to, they're going to turn So we ended up driving down and you get kind of halfway down and you basically, you can turn left to go up to the clubhouse and then there's a road off to the right. And the road off to the right goes down, loops, up by the second, which is the par three. So there's like a road in front. So we, we just ended up driving, like going through there and just like literally ditching the car in the trees to the left of that hole <laughs> for like three years running. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Literally did it every single year until not, that wasn't last year, it was the year before when I played the BMW Pro Am. Amazing. When they gave when they gave me like a courtesy car, which I like BMW on the side, BMW <laughs> sponsored vehicle on the side. Yeah, you are have, in now. <laughs> we didn't have to like hide in the trees anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another great one as well. When like you drive into an event like that, and we, we had that a little bit at the um, uh, Desert Classic this time. So BMW put on all the cars because we're in the bubble. You basically, it, it almost sounds like I'm making it sound like a bad thing. It really wasn't. You had to get in one of the cars to go back to the hotel. So you couldn't like take a cab or anything. You had to get in these things. If you're in the, in the, bu- in the inner bubble, <coughs> excuse me. So that was another one where we were getting in these BMWs. I, I think they're like the seven, seven series. The, the, the ones that's like a, like a compressed limo basically. Yeah. And like, we were getting in that like every day drivers dropping us off. And it's like, this is mad. Like this is bonkers. Like, we just, we just doing like YouTube videos. Are you pretty good at staying fairly present in the moment and kind of enjoying that? Or is it all still work and then you really appreciate it later on once you see the footage back and you're like, wow, yeah, that was incredible. Um, no, I think, I think I could stay, I think I could stay pretty present. I think, I think with filming, you never really know how it's going to look until it comes out. So that's always a, that's always a bit of a surprise. It's always a nice surprise if it's good. It's like whew, one out of one out of twenty-eight so far this year. <laughs> Take that. Catching hundred-yard chip shots less exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. Awesome. Anything else, Tim and Ben, or should we wrap it up there? All good. All good. I mean, just yeah. And let's wrap it up. Awesome. What one for anyone? who has not been in the golf planet for long and for whatever reason hasn't come across you yet where can people find you uh obviously we've mentioned all the social medias but is is there a hand or anything that we should be promoting ah uh, just just i don't know <laughs> just google me <laughs> <laughs> if well, I, if played, I very well played but don't don't just google peter finch because that's a famous australian actor Great. <laughs> he just got there before me and he won it off. Damn that Peter Finch. Um so yeah, Peter Finch Golf is uh, probably the probably the best place to find me. Or watch some of Peter Finch's films. Network. That's the one he won the Oscar for. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, probably very good too. 
Um, we'll have everything linked up. If you're watching us on YouTube, all links to Peach channels will be uh, below in the description. If you're on the social media or podcast, they'll be in the show notes. So you'll be able to access them there. Pete, thank you very much for joining us this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for talking to me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Quite, been quite a lonely few days. Um, I, I, don't, I don't actually want to go. Um, so. well, I'll tell you what, we'll, do, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap the podcast up. Yeah, slightly awkward moment here where uh, we're just carry on talking. We're going to end the show, but we'll carry on talking afterwards. So we'll catch you all next week. See you later. See you later. Cheers, all. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review. It would mean the world to us. Uh, This show has been brought to you by Sunday Red Golf, the golf club for absolutely everyone. The hackers, the toppers, the shankers, and maybe even to today, the people that can flush an iron too. If that is you, if you love your golf, then come and join our group, sundayredgolf.co.uk, to join for free. And also, when we're allowed back out, Uh, If you want to set up your own Race to Dubai style cup with your mates, then head on over to tourchamp.co and you can set up your own leagues for free.